Welcome to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by Mark David Christensen and Kate Thompson. <laughs> That's the first time we've said each other different just names. just fully Ron Burgundy and just read your name, like, just because it was in front of me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps us consistent. <laughs> Oh. I love it. I, and it really did catch me off guard, which is super funny. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I did it intentionally. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> Nothing's a mistake. No. Uh, yeah, here we are. Um, we're back um, for Wake the Devil Part 2. Um, I really thought that I was off last episode. I'll listen to it and edit it, and I will determine if that's true or not, but... How so? Off? I don't know. I just felt my energy was off when we went through the issue. Oh, no. But it could just be that I think that Wake the Devil is top-heavy. It's a lot yeah. of information, and I think maybe that just threw me a little bit. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not negative towards the actual story itself. It's just... We would never be negative towards the story. Nothing negative to say about Hellboy. Not a one thing. <laughs> not a one thing. <laughs> uh, but... I'm so excited to be back for this episode, to be recording again with you, Kate. Thank you. Um, and you do. Yeah. Uh, first segment, we're going to jump into Countdown to Hellboy 2019. Woo! Um, the big news that came out is something small but cool. There was a David Harbour Vanity Fair interview that dropped. Um, and he has a little, they talked to him briefly a little bit about Hellboy. Um, and he just has a brief quote. I pulled this quote from, uh, or these quotes from slashfilm.com. The full interview can be read on Vanity Fair. But here's the first quote that he says about Hellboy and kind of like getting and talking about it. He's all, and this is him talking about actual, the character of Hellboy. He says, he's a creature that was meant to bring about the end of the world. And he just sort of wants to be a good guy. He's got that complexity to him. He's also a monster who lives among human beings. So he's he's in a sense fighting for human beings against his fellow monsters, and yet the humans hate him because they fear him and they think he's weird looking and everything. Yeah. So that's his first thought. It's I, cool. I think it I mean, that's like directly mentioned in an issue that we're about to talk about. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Great. I'm glad you said that because I don't think I've I'm 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 I'm, I'm a little torn. How so? I feel weird <laughs> because a lot of this, a lot of this thoughts saving it for the movies and what I sort of, and one of my things that I may keeps me not fully in love with the movies, Yeah, but I'm trying to save all those opinions, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that I don't, I have yet, maybe I want you to point it out as we read when we get to the actual issue Yeah, because I don't get the feeling that people hate Hellboy in the, in the world of Mignola's Hellboy universe. Oh yeah, well that... I don't get the point that I don't get the feeling that humans fear him as much as Guillermo added to the, to the cinematic universe. It's hard for me to say so far because I don't think that I've seen him really interact with just civilians. Like he's True. talking to BPRD people and, and a priest that yeah, like a priest that he's shit. known forever or whatever. Who's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's like sees monster stuff or whatever. That's very true, and I guess I that can't. that isn't mentioned in in an upcoming. I think more that he's fighting against his like kith and kin. I think yes, is the I agree a hundred percent with yeah, that. Because yeah. that's what I love about Hellboy. Is that yeah. he's like, nah, no, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bad, you're bad, and he's not really like picking sides beyond that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the the human aspect of like, and I 
and I might be wrong, and I'd love to hear from our listeners and their thoughts about this. And maybe parts that I just, because I know I've read further than you, Kate, so you yeah. can't really speak to that. But I don't distinctly remember reading an issue and going like, yep, human beings really do not like Hellboy or fear him. Yeah. And I only remember that really in the movies. And without going any further about the the movies, <laughs> not a big fan of that aspect of that. <laughs> it's too X-Mini for me. But gotcha. whatever. And I think there's <laughs> I think here's one more quote, I think. Oops, my uh, iPad. The article just zipped away. Okay, it says, there's that question of why am I fighting this battle? Just because of some sense of justice or some sense of good? It's a really interesting question that sort of is at the core of him, Hellboy, that he struggles with. He has a heart that's really good, and with a lot of his crusted over stuff, it's very Shakespearean. It's demons and witches and stuff like that but it has a similar core to a dude who's trapped in horrible circumstances who's just trying to be a good guy. And that really speaks for Hellboy. Yeah, I think this is awesome because it shows like Harbor's understanding of the character and like it seems like he's I don't know. It's it, I I'm I'm excited about it. I don't think I maybe because I'm just so new to the comics, I don't think that I'm as yet like I I I think if it comes out and it's disappointing i'm not going to be devastated like it's i think i mean it'll i don't know maybe i will i don't know maybe but so I, I don't know I, I i'm like giving it just like the benefit of the doubt and i want it to be like i, I just don't want to be crushed if it's bad or something but it sounds like it could be i correct. could be optimistic yeah. about it and that's that's enough for me i'll take it I'm with you then. Yeah. I'm going to be as optimistic until I hate it. Yeah, right. Until we both walk out of the theater like spitting. Yeah. And I mean, but also there's a part of me that's like, rather than, I mean, I'd rather be disappointed than devastated because I will always have the original sources and yeah. that's what I care most about. Yeah. Like you can't change that. It's still fucking awesome. And yeah. Yeah. Mignola has made an amazing thing. Yeah, he did. He did it. Great. Um, Now on to our next segment. It's a returning segment. Oh boy, email. <laughs> uh, we have a, a, a listener who emailed us. Um, his name is Jonathan Kreitz. I believe that's how you spell uh, say it. C R I T E S. I think so. He um, real quick. He has two emails I want to get through. Um, but he's a. We can address anything that he says in here. Yeah, yeah. He's really cool. His emails are very um, thorough, and he has bullet points for us, and I think it's great. I'm thank excited. you. Yes. Um, he says, Kate and MDC, thanks for starting this show. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. I commented on one of the episode posts on Twitter, but figured email might be the the better route for thoughts on the show. I'm like, I try my best, but sometimes they slip through. They I slip hope through. I've replied to him. <laughs> Like you all, I think Hellboy in the wider Mignolaverse stands out amongst other creator-owned comics. Something about the combination of Mike's art and narrative voice mixed with the subject material works so incredibly well. I've found that horror comics have a rich tradition and have enjoyed the classic Vertigo horror from the 80s, Swamp Thing and Hellblazer, to Hellboy in the BPRD, to more modern books like The Walking Dead and Lock and Key. I'm with him on that. Mm -hmm. Especially that. Did you, have you ever read... Uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing? No, no, but it keeps coming up in my life. I have to read it. When you have a break from these Hellboy reads. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, it in is. In nine years, I'm going to read it. No, I, I, I'm planning on reading I'm still like kind of 
chugging along through Dark Tower and it's like taking all my time. But as you're reading the novel, though, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the comic, which will come second. And then I'll. Uh, then you're, you'll be Dark Towered <laughs> out. Yeah. I just have to like go in a let cave. Me, let me watch the movie with you. I'm not going to read the, the I would love to watch the movie. With you have you. to finish, though. You have to be like you have to be fully aware. So then I have like a source next to me. To, sh- to tell you, be like, like, this is this dumb. is how stupid this is. This, how this is. should have gone. I've heard it's really like a real dumb dumb. Never finished it, but as I said on a previous episode, <laughs> watched it on an airplane. I have a high tolerance for bad movies. I cannot wait. I think I do too. <laughs> Great. And then he says, "I am right there with you on the library editions. They are beautiful. However, however, it is hard to beat the ease of use and price of Hoopla and on a Kindle Fire or iPad. Yeah, man. That's how I'm reading along with you all." Great. And I hope by this point I've actually released our uh, reading list because I've just been really busy with other things other than the podcast, unfortunately, and it's kept me from sitting down. To or fortunately. Really... <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. unfortunately, but I feel yeah. bad because I should do it for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he says a few notes on the first episode, which is great. He says, I have not read any of his novels, but Christopher Golden has collaborated with Mignola before on the Baltimore books, which is cool to know. Sweet. Um, and we've talked about him pre- um, previously about how I did have read him. And which <laughs> fit the Mignola aesthetic in large part due to those David Stewart colors. He's totally right, David Stewart. We will get to David Stewart being added to the team, I think. If not already, I think pretty soon. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think he did wake the devil. We could double check that maybe. Yeah. Uh, but are not actually tied into the larger Hellboy BPR story. Still worth reading. He's totally right. Definitely worth reading those Christopher Goldens. And then he says, in 1994, it would have meant a lot to readers that John Byrne worked on the book. this book. He is one of the most revered comic creators of the 70s, 80s, no, uh, known primarily for his art. He followed up David Cockrum in the early Chris Claremont X-Men heyday, Dark Phoenix, Days of Future Past, etc. Oh, cool. Then had an epic run on Fantastic Four, which he wrote and drew. After the crisis, he relaunched Superman again, writing and drawing, and his family of books to much acclaim. So that's cool, giving us a little history and giving a background for two people that that's very helpful. Didn't yeah. know a lot, even though apparently John Byrne. Did you read? Just it was in talks to returning to Marvel, possibly, even though they oh, had neat. sort of a falling out. Yeah, so hopefully that happens. I wonder for what publication, like what. I book? wish I knew off the top of my head. I don't. I bet okay. our listeners do. I'm sure we'll find out <laughs> about the issues themselves. What else is there to say? But that is a darn near perfect miniseries. The art, the tone, the characters, Hellboy's wit, the pace. It's hard to find fault. Thanks for the, the show. Oh, Great. thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. That's He's awesome. from Houston. He is also co-host of his Cast Protection, a Stranger Things podcast. So oh, hell yeah. Must be a big David Harbour fan. Yeah, dude. And he's also a host of Into a Larger World, a Star Wars literature podcast. He's probably reading all that legend stuff. I'm going to listen to your podcast, Jonathan. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, and it looks like the colorist for Wake the Devil, James Sinclair. Great. We probably mentioned before, but I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah. And then real quick, I want to, that was his email about Seed of Destruction Part 1. I want to just go through real quick Jonathan's email he gave us for Part 2. I just think he's really thorough and cool about his email. So, Man, I appreciate it. (laughs) That's really great. And he says, again, another great episode, which is thank you. One quick thought on a way to help the listeners. Could you publish a reading schedule for your episodes? Hmm. As I addressed earlier, I hope it's out now. <laughs> oh, boy. We're doing everyone a disservice. I know. Oh, I got to stop trying to be an actor. 
<laughs> With the variety of ways Dark Horse publish their Hellboy trades, a schedule can help listeners track stuff down to read along. I agree with them. It's, totally. Especially with, now with the new Omnibus, it's like, how are we doing it? We're definitely doing the pub- publishing dates. Mm-hmm. Not We're not going any story-wise. So right now, as a character will be mentioned in Wake Up Devil, that later on a story focusing on them will actually come after, yeah. I do believe. Thoughts on the episode. Interesting background detail on Rasputin. Thanks, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought some of the... Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) But it was cool. It was very interesting stuff. I thought some of the stationary looking looked Babylonian and Sumerian. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. Rasputin's flashback was so good. He's right. Yes, agreed. Uh, Sadum Hem definitely feels like a Lovecraft monster. I always thought it was interesting that Lovecraft would describe his monster as as indescribable like that's your job guy <laughs> i love i he's love like, a job he's really calling out a dead lovecraft <laughs> well it's scarier if you use your imagination like oh that's kind of lazy like, like just, give me half of it then my imagination will fill it in <laughs> i mean tentacles i guess we got tentacles <laughs> <laughs> they're there yeah that's all you need <laughs> very good call out and that's then he's extremely funny and i do this next thing i think you mentioned it at some point if not in the after the seed of destruction, I think you do mention it or we discuss it. Mm. We definitely discussed this on the spider, the screw it spidey podcast we went on. Yeah. Uh, he says, if you are not familiar with the term, look up Kirby crackle. Yeah. You are definitely aware of that. Yeah. And then Mignola uses it liberally and it is awesome. For sure. And he says, I agree. Hellboy as a character is so human in this battle, despite his inhumanity. Cool. As seemingly minor characters, Mignola uses Abe and Liz perfectly. Totally agree. They just he, they feel so fleshed out. I think he's totally yeah. right about it. Like we know, even though they are supporting characters, strong supporting characters. Yeah, they're just, I mean, it's just so well written. You can like uh, assume a lot about them from just the few time, like the few panels that they appear in and everything. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're totally right. Jonathan's right. Jonathan is right. <laughs> um, great. Um, then... Oops, sorry, I lost my place on the email. Hell, Hellboy doesn't make it out without them. And it's totally true. Totally. He says, great recon or, or recommendation in the mouth of madness. Cool, I'm glad you knew it or checked it out. But he says this, quick story. Once upon a time, I had, had only ever seen Halloween out of Carpenter's filmography. Some friends started a horror film podcast, The Startling Vault of Horror Monster Tales, of terror and covered all his films one the by one. The startling vault of horror, monster tales, and terror. Of terror, yeah. Of terror, yeah. Quite a title for a podcast. I've got some podcast homework now. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. do. Uh, go on a road trip. Yeah. And <laughs> their podcast covered all of Carpenter's films one by one. I followed along, and now Carpenter is one of my favorite directors ever. That's awesome. Yeah, he is a great director. He says here, hard to say he's underrated as lots of modern filmmakers cite his work, but he's totally underrated. Yeah. Totally true, but I think a lot of people like that. The people that make influence doesn't mean they'll become the famous ones. Yeah. And he says, I have shared too much, I'm sure. <laughs> no, you haven't. No way. We're totally cool with it. But I am enjoying the show. On to the Wolves of St. August. Woo! Great. Thanks again, Jonathan. We will never criticize anyone for going on too long about something yeah. that they're enjoying. Have you checked the running time on this episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would never be able to do that. Yeah, we can't put anybody in check for that. Uh, great. And then uh, real quick, before we move on to our next segment, I just want to give a cool thank you um, um, for Multiver- Multiversity Comics. 
mentioning us along with the um, Hellboy Book Club on their website. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, if you don't know um, that website, Multiversity Comics, it's a great source for keeping up with comic book news, especially they have a segment that has a lot of great resource and links and material for called the uh, Mignolaversity. Uh, Mign- yeah. Um, it's like Multiversity, but it's Mignolaversity News Update. It's a great source for keeping up with the Hellboy news. Totally good source. Um, great. We have a new segment next. I call it Hell to Pay. <laughs> this is a segment I should have tiled when we talked about the board game with Jonathan, but this is going to be a segment Hell to Pay. It's about any <laughs> new Hellboy products or swag, anything like that. Um, this is probably old news by now, but Dark Horse has, is releasing a really cool um Hellboy action figure. Yeah, man, this thing looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's there are some ugly Hellboy action figures out there, dude. I've been Googling and it's like not all of them are the best. <laughs> For sure. No, <laughs> Um, but this one looks I, I like the look of this one a lot. It's really cool. I'm with you on it. I do think it looks freaking great. And the specs say so. And it's cool because Dark Horse Direct, who who's um Releasing this action figure says alongside creator Mike Mignola um, in 1000 Toys are proud to present the fully articulated. It's always mm-hmm. cool when they have articulation. Yeah. Uh, 112 scale Hellboy action figure of your dreams made from PVC and standing at 7.5 inches tall. That is crazy. Cool. This stellar Hellboy figure comes with interchangeable beast of the apocalypse head, so you can put the horns on, Sweet. closed fists, open hands for holding other accessories, separate gun, Excalibur sword, a little, uh, a little, uh, a bit of a like a sort of a tease spoiler for you, yeah, that's which fun. is also in Jonathan's picture. He made yeah, us. yeah, you don't know yet, and removable <laughs> cloth jacket. Excalibur, never heard of it. But the price, <laughs> this is why I'm calling this segment hell to pay. It's like, oh God, I, I would love look. all of this stuff, but I can't. I can't buy it. This is $119.99. Oh, boy. Which is, I mean, I think for a collector, they're probably like, that's cheap. Yeah, for me, that's probably no. totally affordable. <laughs> I mean, it looks great, it's though. It's so pretty. Like, I can see it being, I mean, how many other mate? Is it like some kind of limited run, too, or something? Or is it like... I, um, I probably I don't know. I'm not sure, but I mean, it looks amazing. It looks freaking awesome. Like if there was one action figure out I'd want, it would want to be this of Hellboy. Yeah, I mean, I don't save think your money from, don't buy the other Hellboy action figures. Uh, I mean, there's a couple that are pretty cool, but this one's like, oh man, it's so it's, solid. Yeah, I mean. And it's got like the real fabric like coat and yeah. everything. Uh, it's gorgeous. And it's just beautifully sculpted. It looks really nice. Yeah, and I think the photographs... Um, hopefully I remember. I'll try to post some of the photographs on our uh, Instagram. Some things I have forgotten. <laughs> Listeners, call me out. Um, <laughs> but the hands look co- cool, too. The detail in the hand, in yeah. interchangeable hands. Yeah, it, it is absolutely gorgeous. I'm digging it. And, and I, I mean, I was saying, too, the photographs of the toy itself are gorgeous. Yeah, they're just, like, really <laughs> dynamic photos here. Yeah. Oh, and before... Speaking of Hellboy tangible items, I got you a little tangible no. item. <laughs> yeah. No. It's just going to be a gift exchange <laughs> podcast yes. now. <laughs> We're just going to keep trying to trump each other. Yeah, right. What is this? Check that out. What? I'm going to cry. <laughs> she got me. I have in my hand <laughs> an issue t- to 
uh, two of four original Seed of Destruction. Yeah. This is gorgeous. Isn't that cool? Did you have to order this with this? Yeah, I, found, I had to do some like looking around. I don't think I, it can be found. It can be found. I feel weird, but I don't even. Oh, thank you. You're Kay. welcome. That's too nice he, of you. It has the, I've never seen these in real life. It's, it this was is the first time. Burning a hole in my backpack. I almost gave it to you as soon as I walked in the store, and then I was like, I gotta a, just capture it on the thing. Adorable. <laughs> I will cry. I am like on the verge of tears for this gift. It's just part this is one amazing. of, you know, there's three more out there in the world. That's amazing. I'm just going to take my time and find them. <laughs> like, it, the cover is gorgeous. Isn't it cool? It looks, I mean, color-wise, it looks really, it like, did. vivid still. And it's in good shape. Yeah. And I'm, the seller, like, put it in this, you know, made sure it wasn't going to get bent or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's great. Really careful about it. Yeah. I kind of want this. I don't know if collectors do this. I kind of want to get framed. I don't know. Like I, I how mean, people do that sometimes with record covers. Yeah, dude. I'm not, because I'm not going to. It's yours, man. I might read it you, once. Yeah, I mean. And to, then I think I want to frame it. If you're me, then I, I would never, I would be scared to open it. Yeah, I, I'm partially. But For I kinda, all I know, there's blank pages inside. <laughs> that'd be, hella, I open it. It's not, it's just <laughs> no, the cover. Yeah. <laughs> just a really well printed cover. I love this. I honestly, Yay! this is the first time my eyes have ever seen this issue in real deal. life. And there's Monkey Man and O'Brien just looking right at you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. You're welcome. Well, that is a perfect way to go out and take our break. <laughs> when we return, uh, we will be jumping right into our panel and discussion of Wake the Devil Part 2, which includes issues three and four. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, Clams. It's Lindsay and Angela. Welcome to the Clam Bake. You know, the opposite of a sausage fest. We explore what it means to be a feminist today. We're coming back from our post-season one hiatus with a very special live show as part of the LA Film Festival, and we'd love to see you there. It's Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m., and there are going to be trucker hats given out. Get ready to win. Woohoo! So join us in some much-needed patriarchy smashing live Tuesday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available online at filmindependent.org. Can't wait to see you there. Bye, Clamps. Bye. Welcome back to Aw oh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast. And <laughs> we have dried our tears from exchanging gifts with each other. And now we are ready to just jump right back in. So just to do like a quick recap of episode, uh, issue, episode, Issues. They're like episodes. Yeah. I do it all the time. They're very I, cinematic. Honest, I, and I mean, yes, <laughs> comic books got better when they started taking a little bit of like stealing from cinema. Yeah. Like there's so, a lot of, you know. I get it. We're going to call them episodes on action, but them. they're issues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So issues one and two. Basically, the basic rundown is this. <laughs> Zinko goes and f stumbles upon... Ilsa, Carl, and Leopold's little just frozen he's told clubhouse. To go. Yeah, he's told, told to, go. to go. He's compelled to go by Rasputin, who went to his private island and said, hey, buddy, guess what? You get the man who has everything. It's brainwashed and go here. And that's essentially what Rasputin says to him. So he does. And then we discover that we had this vampire who Kate at the BPRD gives us a rundown on the vampire and kind of the general idea that the Nazis were going to use like this vampire army to just help them with their evil deeds. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, f kind of f like lost. Like they couldn't. F yeah. He like the vampire guy the vampire. Well, yeah. he was, I think he, he wasn't returned 
I don't think, yeah, I guess lost is a great way to put it because I think he wasn't returned to back to his his chateau or mansion where he could be put in the ritual and putting into the moon could revive him. Yeah. So he's been lost for, the, I'm just guessing, centuries now, or I don't know how I... I don't know. Well, if it's since the, I mean, probably since, since the, the 40s. War, 40s, so not centuries. Oh, wait, how much is a century? Is it 10? 100. That's 100? Yeah. So a decade's 10? Yeah. Okay, some decades. <laughs> that took us a while to yeah. get to that. <laughs> uh, this is probably the best recap anyone's done of anything. And mm-hmm. here we go. And then, yeah, so the BPRD is going to split up into the three different groups to investigate three possible locations that Kate found where um, Giroscuro... Giras Giro is um, possibly the vampire. Names. I know. <laughs> I'm the oh. worst. I wish I could correct you, but I'm not. That's I okay. Can't. Meanwhile, we see like Ilsa, Carl, and Leopold are working on this um, sort of like undead army that they're that they're com- they're like making. Yeah. In here, and that's pretty sweet. Uh, Hellboy is taken to his location and jumps out of a helicopter, and his Zinko fucking rocket doesn't work right and like he's just like he's just holding zinco things that are just backfiring on him the entire time he's got like a gun that doesn't fire shoot that doesn't open he crashes right into uh the vampire's castle where ilsa's already waiting we find out that ilsa was in love with this vampire back when they were just kicking it with the nazis and everything (laughs) um (laughs) kicking it with the nazis sounds like (laughs) <laughs> a, a, the, a bad but good name for some like a band or a really <laughs> no one's gonna like the name but it's pretty cool it's just like <laughs> it's like something that would be on like uh uh uh, uh or it's a like, bad snl sketch it probably is a bad snl sketch i think <laughs> it's like man in the high castle like advertising branded content sketches or something or like a little bit of a like in living color kind of like style comedy. Yeah, yeah. Kicking it, kicking it with the uh, a little la- stupid lasses. and a little, but still okay. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so she he like crashes in on Ilsa's uh, whole parade where she's pushing people around trying to revive her vampy boyfriend. Um, Hellboy crash lands into the whole thing. She's got this kind of like um, the unmensch, the guy who's like just a just a hulking mass of muscle who beats up Hellboy. They're fighting each other. Meanwhile, you see Rasputin, kind of a flashback to Rasputin right after he failed to bring about Ragnarok Mm -hmm. all those years ago when he brought Hellboy forth. And you kind of see a little bit more backstory as far as like, Ilsa loved this vampire and, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he's just up to his old tricks Always talking about Agdru Jihad. He's just a broken record and he loves Agdru Jihad. And he wants to bring this <laughs> dragon forward so bad. He's a very haunting broken record. Yeah. He's, well, he's focused, right? Yeah. So he's got, I mean, all of his whole thing is like about a sense of purpose. And he certainly has that, right? For sure. Yeah. So then we see just kind of clips of like Hellboy chasing down this like hulking Nazi mass guy that he crashed through a floor. We had a great fall down from Hellboy classic, like Vignola fall through a shoddy stone floor. Yeah. Great shot. Everything's shoddy and old. Yeah. (laughs) 
and he can't find him. But then he sees this little goofy corpse looking jerk who's like kind of taking him around and gives him, you know, he's like the little corpse of exposition. And he tells him all about the history of. Now there is a son. good title for a yeah. band. Corpse of Exposition. Corks, Corpse of Exposition is a is good a- band name or like or a good improv team name. Yeah, it's like we gotta a good, write that it's one a down. good like Halloween themed improv team name. <laughs> yeah. We're Corpse of Exposition. We just need a suggestion of oh, anything. We're writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about how he uh he his son died and he made a sacrifice to Lamia and she brought his son back and now he, she's his mom and that means that he's a vampire and then he tries to um stab hellboy and you all know that that's a mistake and hellboy you know gets him with his own candelabra and lights him on fire yeah <laughs> then he walks through the moon door that he was discussing and he sees the moon shining over this casket uh with three nazi heads hanging out around it and then we have all of these like heinous vampire birds um, that are all gathered around there who we discover are the women of Thessaly. Oh. Yeah. So it's bad nice. news. And that's where we left off. Uh, that was the end of issue two where he's just getting like swooped upon by by these bird women, these like harpy, strix kind of like scary Ladies. Yeah. So sweet. It's a great, it's a, it was a great uh, little cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, that was a wonderful recap. Thank you very much. I felt like Cher talked, like giving her a speech uh, in Clueless. <laughs> She's like the Hadians and shit. That's amazing. I don't know. Cause I didn't really prepare. So here we are. Hey. Hey. We're about, we're about the moment on this podcast. <laughs> we're right. not about like. The Preparation of any kind. Go listen, no, we do. go listen to the essays on the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great. I love yeah. it. We now know where we are. We're jumping right into issues or chapter three. See, they call it chapters. We're getting it all wrong. Yeah, man. Chapter three of Wake the Devil. Yeah. Um, and we open right up to. Um, it's cool. It gives us like our first image is just like a creepy old statue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Loves like establishing that, like kind of being, you know, everything is so ancient. It's, uh, that's like, you know, his way of kind of like all of this. It's so like action heavy, but you get, you get like his love for like history and for folklore yeah. and everything with all of this. Like I think with all of this like setup of it. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it, uh, with that love of it, he gives us a little explanation of the witches of Thessaly, which is helpful. This yeah. is pre-Wikipedia, and he needed in 1994 or five. I also like that. I mean, I'm not saying that doing research is not valuable, but I like as a reader, I don't have to have a goddamn like me too companion, yeah, like book with me because I know some of it. But there's certain like you know, I might not know Witches of Thessaly right off the top of my head, if and it's I was his reading. version of it too. You right, know that it can't be exact or it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah. But as it says real quick, it says according to Greek folklore. Women with the power to draw down the moon to transform themselves into monsters, birds, and animals that were known to eat corpses and excrement and possessed insatiable sexual appetites. What party animals? Yeah. <laughs> Just Woo! eating shit and fucking people. You're in the middle of getting fucked and then you turn into a bird and eat you probably. And eat you. <laughs> eat your, your poop and then your body. <laughs> yeah. What a date. 
What a date. What a date. What a date. How's your date? Well, uh, bad. I'm dead. <laughs> he was a witch of Thessaly. Oh my God. Uh, These are ancient Greek jokes that we're telling. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, brother. Okay. So we're <laughs> we at get the castle of Yeah, in Romania. We're back in Romania. It's an established shot of the big castle. Man. I called it a chateau and a mansion earlier, but it's I a mean, fucking castle. Yeah. It's all the same. Uh, Checks all the boxes. I love to get an email. It's just like somebody saying castle, like castles, mansions, chateaus, and it just in bold says are not the same. And They're that's the not. only email we get. Yeah, we get an architecture like <laughs> architecture head. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then from that, I love the use of text here. Yeah. Because it takes us from an establishing that normally would sort of be bland, and you'd be like, okay. But because the first big lettering on the bottom of the corner of that establishment is blam. And yeah. then it's just the first of a row of four leading us right into the next panel. You can literally hear it getting louder. Like you can imagine hearing it from a distance, like from a block yeah. away. And then you're right up against it. And he's like, uh, and of course, like Mignola gives us the the like backstory and everything. And like how like the ancient looking face. And then it's like. Ah, get the hell off me. Like, blam, blam, <laughs> shooting a gun right into it. Yeah. Right into a witch of Thessaly. Yeah. It's and great. It's so good. And it, I love it. it. To start the story with only three, uh, I mean, technically with the text, four panels. Yeah. It's such a beautiful image. Yeah, treating this ancient thing like just a fly. Yeah, just <laughs> smashing it like, oh my God, it's killing me now. <laughs> and God. I mean, Hellboy is bloody right off the bat. He's been scratched I mean, up by these claws. They're, they're no joke. Yeah. And they look so cool. Like, he draws them so well. Oh, my gosh. Such beautiful monsters. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I will not be food for bird women. That <laughs> is probably my favorite line in this uh, so far. It's a great one. It's good. And that's why as he's, like, trying to swipe at, he, like, he gets a good hit off with his right hand mm -hmm. on the one that he's, I'm guessing he's been shooting at. And he still has that damn knife in his back. Yeah. I think it barely falls out right here. Yeah, um, it finally comes loose when he's like thrashing around. Um, <laughs> and we see this. Oh, what? Oh, go on. You're going. You're just like seeing this Zinko gun also messing up again. Yeah. Click, click, click. It's all Zinko stuff. You know what's funny to me, too? Like later in this issue, maybe I'll maybe I'll save it for later in this issue. Yeah. Okay, save it when later. When it comes up, yeah, when it comes Another, up, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I think we might be I'm, on the same page. Yeah, my stupid idea. Zinko. Yeah. Um, I love it. And I love right before that, that occurs, there's that cool close-up from he's fighting the one-off, go to a real cool quick close-up of one of the, the witches clearly coming close. I get the feeling it's right up in Hellboy's yeah. face. Yeah. And then his response to that is, you too, lady. Blow. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they wham. It's her backs. Her, it's her far off. With Just his punches head. her away. He's so good. And then, yeah. yeah and then the this gun. gun blows up in his hand. Really God. cool colors in there. Yeah, like Amazing colors. So cool. And then like, just and it's his bloody hand. Oh. The the use of like it, it this really harpens back to me right now this this first shot of his bloody hand to like what people love about like Sin City and the way um Frank Miller would do yeah but I love just this like better. silhouettes like that yeah yeah that silhouette it's yeah. it really feels that way but it's super striking yeah but I don't know Mignola to me Mignola oh God <sighs> uh, Mignola keeps it very like he just keeps it clean there yeah. whereas like Frank sort of like weans out a little for me mm -hmm. but like Mignola's just been consistent yeah 
but I love that silhouette with the use of the black and the, and it's the like, hand. Yeah, it's like it tells the story quickly, but it's also like stylized and beautiful. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> and I love how you're so angry. No more yeah. guns. No more no more goddamn machines. Yeah. <laughs> They've been fucking up for him a lot today. Yes. <laughs> this is all one day. This is like nighttime of yeah. the like, you know, he jumped out of a helicopter earlier or a, a plane. A plane and crashed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's had a hell of a day. Right. And he grabs the knife as he's saying like something with no moving parts. Perfect. We get some sick metal lyrics out of the birds here. Um, hellish, heavenly, and earthly Hector. <laughs> like, it's really cool. It is. It's so good. Sounds so cool. And then you, we see the boom, and he's like, showtime, because he knows the main event is here. Real quick, I, I love, on part of those those great metal uh, lyrics you pointed out, <laughs> it gives our first, like, hint of what's coming, because we had this whole time the hint of this other creature coming that has been over the vampire, right? That has yeah. made the vampire... Um, like just given him his powers basically. Yeah. And saved him. And in that regards, like what we have is that he's like, they say it right here. It's like witch queen, Gorgon eyed, terrible dark one. And so it's like, I just love, we start to get the hint of like, what is really, what are we about to be? Yeah. Who's the main bat? Who's the big boss? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, and I love these in that, in that same shot with the, the metal lyrics, I love the profiles of the birds right now. The yeah, they're transformed. really cool. Is there like anything this dude can't draw really well? Like it's crazy. I don't think, I think you're right. He's the best. He rules. He's great. Here we go. Great. And then that, <laughs> did you say the boom? The boom yeah, the and that boom coffin of the coffin off. shooting off. Yeah. And this creepy corpse comes. Yeah. What's terrifying about this corpse specifically is that, I mean, you already are startled by this great, the boom of it coming off and it was a cool like sh- over like a shadowy silhouette of Hellboy looking at it mm-hmm. and the corpse pops out in the next panel we're getting a little closer but as it's last we're like on a close up and that it's throat is cut is so horrifying to me yeah that little slit in his throat ugh yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even notice that before. It looks yeah. like a tree trunk that you like hit with an axe or something. Yeah. And it's so still clean and yeah. Ugh, so grotesque. Very, very gnarly. And yeah, I just love this face. What a cool face. Yeah. In this close up where he's like, Blessed Moon, Mother Goddess. Like the face just looks cool. Like just all the, sh- the shadows on this face is, it's really, really neat. All right. Draws you into these eyeballs. And then. Yeah, when I do you, you'll be done. (laughs) (laughs) What a great threat. Yeah, as always, the usual, like, juxtaposition of Hellboy, like, trash talk versus somebody, like, versus these ancient creatures, curses and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, big talk for a guy with no pants. Yeah. (laughs) So good. And I love that that this is our first, this is... Um, Gurescu, oh my God! Gurescu, Gurescu, Gurescu. Yeah, he. Beca- I love. He just announces himself. He's like, it's himself again, and then he's like, leave this holy place at once. Oh, I, I forgot to say this. I love. He calls him insolent beast, and he calls him a, a trilogodite. Trog- right? I've heard it before. Yeah, and I can't remember what it means, but it's just such a funny. Isn't it like a um, little fossil or something? Yeah, I think you're Am right. Am I crazy? And it's really like. I find it so funny. I'm literally looking up. 
I don't know why it makes me laugh that you use that big of a word. Oh, never mind. In prehistoric times, a person who lived in a cave or a uh, hermit. So he's calling them deliberately he's... ignorant and old fashioned. That's funny. What the fuck I think, am I thinking of? I know, I know exactly what you're thinking of because I remember there was a cosmos about him. There were those little things that looked sort of like flattish, centipedish, yeah, also dude. like a manta ray um, as well. Boy, I'm going to have a bad brain. <laughs> hey. I do too, but I, we're still going to keep talking about this. Uh, put, big talk. You already said that. Uh, leave this holy place at once or, or, or stay and have such pain. You shake these walls with your screaming. And I love on screaming. It's just the next panel. is just help way. Not even stopping his pace. Just jumping with the knife at, yeah. at the vampire. <laughs> and he quickly is transformed. I mean, he's gained so much power immediately back. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of slowly, just... you see him kind of slowly, like his eye turning yellow and his feathers mm-hmm. little popping out. But yeah, by the time, I mean, that must be so quick if Hellboy's running at you and you're able to transform that quickly into this huge bird uh, who's screaming out, you vampire son of a, and then he <laughs> flies up. It's like such a cool action shot. Him like, you just imagine him like getting lifted up by this bird flying up and then he's transforming back midair because I guess he's so injured from Hellboy's sword. Yeah. Um, and he makes him bleed. Yeah, he like fucks him up and then he falls right back into another coffin. <laughs> yeah. I guess the original one maybe that he was like first. I, I think I think that's the one that we saw in the last issue. Oh, you mean when he when he like go and he, he when he falls down into, falls into Yeah, that? yeah. I don't yeah, or it's just a random maybe, one cuz it's yeah. outside now. Yeah, I really, I don't, I'm, I didn't connect it with another one, but you could be right. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I love this whole sequence of him like changing back and flying into it because Hellboy's just like so determined to be like, take him down. He's like, you're getting away. Yeah. I think not as he breaks through the castle wall. He's just smashing through here. He's like really trying to just get this job done. (laughs) He's like, why don't you make this easy on yourself? You're finished. Give up. Like follows him down through this hole. We love to watch Hellboy like leap down from above. It's very fun. It's very fun. And this is clearly Hellboy behavior because Hellboy has, as we've discovered from him, is that he, when he's determined, um, he determined he just goes without checking because it's like, why didn't you check to see? Yeah, he definitely leaps before he looks, right? Like he's just, yeah, he's (laughs) focused. And then we see this like uh, him down here over the body of this vampire with the sword in him and then probably his mom his mother you know back here this like statue that's back here this green scaly looking statue is most likely the The, it's like a a representation of the creature that has given him his power yeah yeah totally I i mean it looks like we jumped into some sort of temple for yeah yeah i think so yeah so we have him lying down there he's grumbling something hellboy comes up ah come on (laughs) you're a slippery one (laughs) goes to grab him in the water yeah you're a slippery one is very silly this and him like him so he turns in a bunch of snakes and hellboy (laughs) grabs the snakes and throws them and when i was reading this all i could think of was peewee's big adventure where he like has to run in and save the snakes from the burning pet store yeah like just all of these like the drawing is so funny of these like little squigglies and he's like (laughs) like throwing them out um and then hellboy's just like 
frustrated and leaves the coffin. I love that shot. And I think this is a this is a moment that I think for me is a moment where I think Mignola and Hellboy and Je- the two of course are the same but like stands out among the most all all, all comic books and storytelling is just in the middle of this after all of that what we went through, he's met this guy that we thought was going to be like a major player, like yeah. a villain. And just to go from that to him turning to these silly moment with snakes and yeah. then just this one shot of like his close up face and then him just sort of casually leaning out of that coffin saying, damn. Yeah. Just to allow the story to take that dip. And yeah. Like now we've slowed down again is I think is what why Hellboy stands the test of time. It's, it's, I a, mean, it's a small he's a moment detective but. at the end of it. It's like it's like you almost catch the perp and then he gets away. Yeah, like that's uh, you almost catch the perp and then he turns into snakes. Yeah. And I think other writers like, would just storm through Damn. and there would be more action, more action. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he's just Mignola is so patient. With yeah. This. And this is his first big storyline. And it's like cool to see that he's doing that off the, out, out, out the gate. Yeah, it's cool. Ooh, but then we return the next page. We return back down below with the corpse. Yeah, all now those snakes have snakes. slithered back together. Yeah. And just <laughs> one again. And he's kind of like summoning Hecate. Hecate? Yeah, I believe that's her name. Uh, Yeah, he's summoning her with this sick-ass bunch of lines. Goddess of Crossroads, Queen of Night, Enemy of Sun, Friend of and Companion of Darkness. All great metal name, like band names. Yeah. Save your poor son. <laughs> And then she kind of, you see her like slither up and she's got this stringy hair and like yellow eyes and she's so creepy and she's like, my son. Yeah, it's so creepy. And then that's that really thin panel in the middle of the page with her close up of her eyes. Yeah. One with a pupil, one that's very reptilian. Yeah, a little serpentine kind of a peeper there. <laughs> serpentine peeper, another name I will write down. Serpentine people coming up with a lot of really solid ones yeah. today. Uh, yeah, and I love she's this. Saying like, so long as I am in the world, you will always live. And he who threatens my child in my home becomes my enemy. Oh boy! <laughs> and like this, the story is so layered. I mean, I know I, I I mentioned that it's a little top heavy at the top, but I mean, but then I feel like he really Mignola by this. Chapter three really finds this cool. And this is a why I'm bringing this up right now is because it we go straight from that big, like, kind of moment of like, what is going on? And what mm-hmm. is this thing? Who is she? For we don't know. So that we go back to still the conversation between um, Rasputin and Elsa. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there is so much going on. And he's he's balancing it so well. Yeah. It's like not super confused or anything. He's, I know exactly where we all at all times. Mm-hmm. And he's, of course, you know, he's just letting her know, you know, hey, I was alive and it was dumb and now I'm dead and it (laughs) rules and I get to do the bidding of the dragon so much better now. Yeah. And he's just talking about kind of his life and how he didn't have any meaning and he knew he could heal people, but he didn't know what for. And he was just partying hard. God didn't answer him when he asked him about it. And then this woman shows up, Baba Yaga. The great oh, witch yeah. whose chicken leg house I had seen so often in my boyhood dreams. Chicken leg house struck me as pretty funny, but I guess it's just a it's house a, made of a bunch of disgusting little bones. No, it's uh, it's not. 
Okay. It's, it's literally the images. I knew it from. I may. I mostly know the image from a video game I would play on my dad's first computer that we would play called Heroes Quest. Heroes and, Quest. Yeah. Uh, if you look it up, it's it was like one of those old computer games like Space Quest, where like you move from pay, like uh, like a square like in visual. 8-bit, but you're moving around, you're like... Oh, yeah, this looks great. It's... I don't know what they call those games that are sort of RPG, but Baba Yaga was in it, and it was... It's literally... When they say that it's literally a house that has... If you look up images of her house, it's like a house, like a cottage, and it has giant um, chicken legs. Because in Heroes Quest, you there was, like, tasks that you had to get it and tell it the right words. Oh, what the fuck? You had to get it to come and come down. Oh, that's yeah. weird. It's, like, a terrifying thing. And but not until I read Hellboy did I realize that she flies around in a cup, and that's how she steals children. Oh, in her cup. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Whose chicken leg house I had seen so often in my boyhood dreams. Well, that's a scary dream. And I think it's a scare. And I think what's interesting is I think Rasputin is sort of also, which again is like cool to ground sort of a villain like this to be like he has a history like that. As a child, he probably laughed that off. He might have been even a smart child that was like. That's a silly image for a, like, it's supposed to scare you, but he kind of like grew up going like, eh, it's nothing. But later in his life, he meets the very thing he was told that he might be laughed off. Or maybe he like, he was like, oh, I'm the same as this mythical creature. Like, it sounds like he held himself in like pretty high regard. Guard. And, yeah. yeah. That's true too. So maybe he's just not intimidated by something that's like. Mystical magical, or magical yeah. or evil. Because he's like, I'm that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I do love the image of him as like, because we know him as this bald, bearded demon, but the, the flashback shows him with full hair. <laughs> he looks... It's a senior portrait. He looks like Jesus. Yeah, he looks a little... I bet classical, a lot of dudes looked like, like Jesus back then. Yeah, a lot of classical Jesus-looking dudes. Yeah, and then, yeah, but then, yeah, they show you that image and then the Jesus, then the crucifix with, like, Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he meets Baba Yaga, the great witch whose chicken leg has you can see and then she explained that the fates had chosen me to be their agent of change, father of a new millennium. Um, and I love this. He's like, I gave her one half of my soul. Yeah. And then she hid it in the roots of Ysidril. Ysidril, yeah. Y I mean, Ydrazil? I don't know how to pronounce it. Ydrazil? But it's, it, that's oh, part of, that's like part of, um, let's call it the world no tree. Nor Norwegian? Nordic, Nordic, Nordic uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Thor and all that. The the tree of the yeah, they the, like the tree like connects the world. The world tree, yeah, yeah. So that's there. So I guess like you know, kind of a Horcrux situation. People are gonna be mad at me for making this about Harry Potter, but hey, everything's I'm about with, Harry Potter, I'm, and that's all you can do. I don't get the reference, but cool. Okay, well, <laughs> the main bad guy like splits up his soul, right? Oh, right, 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 right. So you can't if you kill one version, or, like one form of him. There's still like other forms, other forms of him. So that's what, okay, yeah. So, you're saying. That makes so sense. like if you kill Rasputin in some way, he still, he still got, exists. His soul is protected somewhere. Cool. Uh, pretty sweet shot of Baba Yaga's hands. I think that looks cool. Oh, yeah, with her holding, holding the soul. soul. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. And then you see the world tree. Um, yeah, and he thought, so then he kind of talks about these, like, false, like, forms that he thought that the new millennium would come through. So he's talking about, like, joining the Russian royal family. Yeah, and that ours. didn't pan out because he got shot and put, thrown in the river and then... When he finally like died like that, he's saying that's when 
the dragon appeared to him and his true purpose was presented. So he's trying to basically, he's like baptizing through death. Mm -hmm. Ilsa here, he's like trying to convince her to go ahead and, um, yeah, and die. Like have, or like be on the verge of death, basically. Yeah. I mean, we cut from that little, all these flashbacks and images of him. Um, I haven't looked up the full history, but I love real quick that like that detail. And I'm, I'm only, I only believe it's probably accurate where he says it came on December 15th, 16th. I can't tell. Yeah, that's six, 1916. When my friend Felix Yusuf shot me in the back. Yeah. And then it's just like his silhouette falling into the river. I'm guessing there because they threw him mm-hmm. into the Neva. And that's just cool. But then you go from that, this stark like history of him finding his purpose, his dark purpose into him just with his, that fire still coming from his chest where he was stabbed. Um, but now grayish in the, in the nighttime, him just reaching out to Ilsa and all of this is like, and he's asking her to be reborn. It's just so ominous and just it's creepy as hell. Yeah. Hey, you want to dwell forever in blood riot and fire? Yeah. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) So eager. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, Nazis, they just, this is probably like, they love this. Yeah. They're like, that sounds sweet. That's what I wanted my whole whole life. Yeah. And Um, I love, he just says, good. See the sunrise. When it rises again, it will be, you will be changed forever. And we leave them. To go yeah. where, Kate? So we're going to Romania to the ruins of Castle, uh, the ruins of Zeg Castle, Cheg Castle. Oh, brother. Anyway, we're in Romania. <laughs> um, and it's 279 miles from Castle Gierescu. And we see Liz there hanging out, smoking her cigs. Looking badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we see like the the other team, the other like uh, BPRD crew that branched off here. They're kind of looking around. They they don't really know what, you know, what they're looking for yet. Sydney asks Liz kind of like, how come she's like, I heard you left and then you came back. She's like, I left a bunch of times and I kept coming back. And then she kind of tells her origin story again. Um, I don't know. I don't think she told it before, actually. It was the it was the dossier. Hellboy yeah. gives just a snippet of it. And this is more detail of like yeah. what she's actually gone through. Like she Flat out tells Sydney, like, I was 11 year old when my psychic gift arrived, pyrokinesis. The kid next door was making fun of my pony, ponytails, and then he was just burning. Then his house, then our house just kept going. I killed 32 people that day, including my entire family. Now we got like, because we knew that she had killed, like, there was a suggestion of her killing her family, but yeah. that is like, she's it's just bad. And news. I love that she's sort of just, there it is. I think at this point she's probably told this story before. Yeah. Like she's probably like met other, you know, there's been newbies on BPRD before probably to me and she's had to like say it and she's like, that's just a matter of fact and that's what happened. So, and she's saying I came back basically because the Bureau is the only thing, like they're the only ones who will take me back. Where where the hell else am I going to go? Right. And, um, and she throws the cigarette and you get this cool little like orange kind of shape and then you get the cool doorway shape up here. Yeah, it's such a cool for the visual eye to follow that yeah. flame into that darkness. But Into the next page. And then, um, hey, you two, a little help down here. So, um, 
yeah, they go on down and check like where there's like a door in the wall here. He's like, I think there's a door. Um, and this is the interesting part because he says, last night this looked just like a piece of wall, but in the daylight, in the light of day, I'm starting to think it might be a door. Yeah. So it's changed and it's just started to change this place a little bit. Yeah. Reveal itself. Sydney's gonna, Sydney kind of shows his powers. He's like able to be a human metal detector and he's yeah. just like, Figuring out that there is a mechanism here to a door and he's looking through it. He's able to crack it and they open it up into this alchemy lab, this like ancient alchemy lab that's been sealed up for a long yeah. time. Um, and you got like some cool images on the walls, you know, and then they stumble onto a, humun- a humunculus. But yeah. it's like a big old one. Like it's he he's, did. yeah, he's saying like this is like a Frankenstein looking son of a gun. Usually they're small. Um, but this one's a pretty big guy. And then you kind of see Liz like looking intensely. At the hole in his chest. Yeah, at the hole in his the, chest. I mean, with him, the humongous, I mean, he just looks he's gray. I love the colors for him. Yeah. He's just gray and looks just like a corpse with <laughs> only his junk covered with big metal. Very convenient, Peace. yeah, chain here. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. I guess it's the way to control him. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, she's looked so intensely on that hole, that, that gaping little, little like, uh, manhole in his chest. Yeah, and then, like, so as they're, the other two on the team are just, like, looking around and checking stuff out, Liz is kind of, like, enamored by this hole, and she, like, reaches over, and people are, at, like, Sydney's, like, uh, Miss Sherman, and, like, she touches with her like powers with her fire the little area on the chest and then it just like the next very next panel is like boom like yeah the, I guess the power her like power being transferred into this homunculus like yeah that's like an open container for like I don't know somebody's like, spirit or energy yeah. or something and it's like Clark I believe it's Clark that's with them is Jesus Christ like, don't touch that yeah as she's reaching for it. And then we just turn the page. He kind of, he's like, I sort of know what's going to happen here. Yeah. And she, she just burst with it. Her power just, is just, this thing is just arching up on yeah, its Yeah, just like hops right up. Um, Yeah, and she's like, she's either saying, so like at this point she's like, he's telling her to let go. She's saying, can't. Um, Come on, Liz, get out of here. Um, don't make me. And she says, can't do it. Yeah. So well, right before that, like, though, Sydney her. grabs her shoulders and it burns his hands. Yeah. Like they can't even just pull her off. Yeah. She's just too powerful. Like, she, yeah, she kind of can't be tamed. Yeah. She like can't let go of this uh, hum- homunculus either. Um, yeah. And you're right. And as she says, like, don't make me do that. Do that. Don't make me. And she's like, do it. Cause she's, and it's like she can't. She's just so overpowered by her own power right now. Yeah. And you see that uh, Kirby Crackle. Yeah, that sweet Kirby <laughs> Crackle right down there. It's so good. Um, He and then he shoots her in the arm. Oh, it's so like it's such an intense moment because we're already like things are going crazy in this panel. Yeah. But so it's like keep, and things are out of control. That close up in the blam are just such an effective small panel in that page. Yeah. And then. After that, blam, uh-oh. 
Yeah, man. This humungulus, is that how you, how you say it? Homunculus? Homunculus. Homunculus. It just yells no as her finger comes free of his little hole. Yeah. And But again, like, there's still a spark on her finger, but it seems to be going out and all the energy is left in him. It's just a big gaping hole of energy. Yeah, like, it's too late. He's already, like, sucked out a bunch of Liz's energy pretty much. He gets free. He's. I feel like he's saying no, and then she's saying no. Like it's like a part of her is in him. Yeah, that's what I, I think. There it feels like there's a connection. Yeah, because it's because I feel like without just from what we're getting right now, his no is in response to I think losing that connection or the connection or the the pain to her. Yeah, probably shooting both. Like they're connected because then she's like no, because he immediately attacks Clark. And proceeds to snap his neck. Yeah, and then his back, just for good measure. Yeah. And he like lifts sna- him up. Snap, crack, crack, pop. Like oh. just ripping him to pieces. Like and does bending a, him. Yeah, just bending him into pieces. He looks yeah. rotates. He's by. mangled at the at this bottom panel. It's really gnarly and gross. Yeah, up in the air. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely. And then. This you must just bust through the wall like the fucking Kool Aid Man. Or yeah, like a Kool Aid Man, and like at the end of Once Upon uh, um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah, it's just like ripping a hole and then just walking off. And then we just have a close up of a dead eye of Clark and his corpse now just bleeding out on the ground of this aftermath. He was cool. Yeah, it's and like and you only met him for like half of a second, like a couple of panels. But like just his kind of like he was like calm and cool and collected and then it's like nope he's gone bye yep he's done for and, that's it. and Liz that's what is happens. just and Liz Hazard is just the left trade. there with a bloody arm looking at her like just staring she's like wow another fucking body I'm responsible for yeah probably. after just revealing her big backstory yeah jeez and then just the little holes sticking out in that castle yeah and then right to the other exterior of the castle in Norway. Um, where all the Nazis are, the where the thought-out scientists are up there kind of working on their army. Yeah. Um, and then we see Zinko show up. And he goes, okay, so here's what I was going to say earlier. So yeah, yeah, please. Zinko, what does he want? So, like, I thought maybe this guy, it's it's just, it's funny that his company is called Zinko and his name is already Zinko instead of, like, Zink or something. Yeah. Or Zin. Like, it's just Zinko. If your name is so already convenient. Zinko, it's just like kind of silly to me. That but, is very funny. But that's, you know, that's it's not a big deal. It does not really matter. Um, but anyway, they're like, we're sort of in the middle of something, like covered in blood. Yeah. But he's like, I went to South America and I found the thing that you asked me to find. Um, uh, yeah, so. And what did he find? Oh, a little Nazi head in a bottle. Yeah, just a nice little jar of Nazi head, Professor Hermann von Klemt. Who we've seen in the early Hellboy first story. Yeah, that gorilla. Big old gorilla. So Brutus. Yeah, and he's like, oh my God. But I think it's interesting. And again, this is why I like this storyline is the complexity of it as well, is that even the Nazis are sort of at each other with the way they, what they want to do. Because Leopold's like, he was a, he's calling Von Klemp a lunatic. He's yeah. like, this is a waste of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, Carl, Carl wants to keep going. He's like, this is my old college buddy. I, he was, you know, it, and that's the thing too, is like showing this bit of like this emotional attachment from these crazy Nazi scientists, which is yeah. like pretty unusual. I mean, to me, it's like, 
well, you're a guy in a mask. And now you're talking about like, he was my friend. Yeah. We were at university together. Like it's you crazy. Yeah. You like you don't. You picture that floating head and that, uh, and that mask. Yeah. That gas mask reunion. machine man just hanging out in a dorm room. And he's like, oh, he should have been one of us. And I failed him basically. Um, he was saying like Rasputin didn't recognize his genius and can't the master make one mistake? Um, Leopold's like, that Leopold's like, forth. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like he's our master, dude. Then you see a sweet close up of this gross head. I love the lips on this body, like these, like mm-hmm. kind of engorged, like crazy, uh, l- just like this crazy, like hanging, slack jawed look yeah. of this, uh, Von Klempton there. Stretched um, out over time. Bit, yeah, just probably a little soaked and like a little wrinkly, like when you put your feet in the water for too yeah. long. Um, yeah, so he's like, he should have been there. Um, but yeah, I failed him. I'll make things right. Uh, and Leopold doesn't look none too happy about that one. Yeah, then not at all. In another in Romania, uh, we see just two men talking, one priest and one, I would assume, town's and I think we saw him. He's the one that sent sent his daughters away. Yeah, I do yeah. believe it's the same guy. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, man, we, we got to get out of here. Like, it's it's bad news." Mm-hmm. Um, Gearskiro's back, and uh, I'm gonna be his puppet. The priest is like, "He's gone, man. He's gone." Uh, yeah, and Stephen, this town, uh, this like townie is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I Just love you saying, like, I'm hearing him, like, I'm hearing him, you know, you got to get out of here. And the priest insists on staying. And then we see in an, in another font, all of a sudden, fool, pig suck. Like, yeah, he gets so angry. Just gets really pissed off. And it's like, and the priest recognizes it immediately. Seducer of men, betrayer of nations. Um, suck. Nikki, like he's, so he's like, being taken over. He's being like, com- yeah, I think he's just being because we see the bird. We see Giroscuro there looming over him. He has this like power over him. He's basically like possessed him. Yeah. Making him say I wonder shit. if he's a little bit. And I think we maybe mentioned this a little bit on the previous episode, but I might be mistaken. Is like he's getting controlled and it feels sort of like classical Dracula. Because Dracula yeah. had a worker, and I, I wish I could remember the character's name in Bram Stoker's Dracula, that goes out and does things His for him. Or whatever. And he ends up getting in an insane asylum. And that's sort of how they track, they confirm and track down Dracula and figure out exactly where he is. But that's what I'm sort of getting at pickup of that feel is that this townsman is slowly becoming a servant for the vampires. Yeah. In the end. He knew it was coming too. And he's like, we really got to go before this happens. I can feel it. And then it happens immediately. And then him just as himself is like, Nikki, um, uh, forgive me if you can. So he's just like devastated. He knows that he's done. He's like, I'm under the, I'm under the thrall of this vampire now. Yeah. Um, and then back to Castle Gearescu. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I've said it the same one time. I'm never going to say it uh, the same. Castle Gearescu. <laughs> Gearescu. Dear me. Um, and then Hellboy's trying to talk to the Bureau with this shoddy Zinko walkie-talkie. walkie-talkie. And it's just not working. He's like, listen, man, I set up that there's a lot of munitions here, some kind of vampire, Nazi like arms deal and 
he has it all rigged up and ready to go. You see the BPRD logo on this, some like yeah. C4 that he like slapped to it or something. He's got it all wired and ready to blow. And he's just going to like bury this vampire under the <laughs> rubble of his own castle. He's like, I'm going to give myself an hour heading into the village. I hope you can hear me. And then we start the countdown, which is like really cool just to see those seconds tick away. Yeah. And then you this see- is the most, I think, comic booky moment for Hellboy. Yeah, like a classic yeah, like timer so far. countdown and like just the the, the amount of the explosives are in here. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few like warheads in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it, but it's it feels so comic booky. Yeah. <laughs> so convenient for all. Oh, I'm not. It's like, oh, there's upset. a room full of TNT. Yeah. Yeah. And then you we were gonna see say, the, sorry. Well, then we just see the like sarcophagus or whatever the 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 stone oh, yeah. grave and like we hear help boy help boy yeah what a little and minor that's the end yeah. of, chap- of that's issue three, three chapter yeah. three wow well let's just keep going right yeah, into the next chapter, right four. chapter four it's a cool little cliffhanger it's not as strong as my the last one i think but it's still <laughs> ominous and very like being like oh it promises a lot it does it's it like we're gonna a get a lot explosion. of explosion yeah you have an explosion and you have a a monster that we have yet to figure out what is what we're gonna get yeah, into. Yeah, like yet. what's this really gonna be? And what how's else they gonna change? Or at least there's a promise on the table of a mm-hmm. change. Who knows what's gonna happen to those townspeople or that one guy? Yeah. That's could kill that priest. I don't know. He's don't getting know. real crazy. Yeah. Um, and we also who's what's gonna happen to the other BRPD? They got other other shit coming. I mean, out. it's bad this news already. Crazy. Yeah, like there's it's a all lot going on. Us. Um Sorry for that. This, uh, saying all hell's broke loose while reading Hellboy seems I so mean, dumb. I mean, I say hell <laughs> regularly. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that voice is what really carries us. That in this chapter four, yeah, the beginning is immediately the that whisper here. of Hellboy Hell coming Ball. from the sarcophagus. Calling him. From the hole or the, of the temple. Yeah. And then he's asking Gurescu, is that you? Hellboy. Got your second wind. He's, he's just like ready, ready for a to- fight. Yeah, ready to kick his ass again. Um, but then we hear like the howling of this wolf outside. Um, and we see like this bird, like this glass crashing and a bird screaming, Hail Goddess of Crossroads, Witch Queen, Gorgon Eyed Hecate. Hecate, damn, I don't have time for this. It's I only got 3622. <laughs> so the funny. weirdest shit's going on around you. Clearly something else is coming. Yeah. This thing announces it. And you're just, just like looking at the timer for the bomb you set. I don't, I don't have. Ugh, I don't have. God damn it! Like, yeah. come on. I thought I just had to punch a vampire in the face, and now I got to deal with some, some like gorgonide creature, yeah. ancient thing that he clearly is aware. And it's really like I think it's funny is that it shows that knowledge that they all have. It's like he hears, he's like, I know what it is. I really don't want to. Yeah, with right. It. I don't even want to deal with this. And then we're hearing like more like hail Medea, hail also to the beast who ascendeth out of the pit and whose coming of age marks the ending of the world. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not me. You're thinking of something. This else. is where I really think uh, Mignola solidifies this fight. Cause yeah. I think seed of destruction was sort of like, um, it was like vague about it, yeah. which made it great, which made the read great and made you want more. But it's wonderful that like, right. I think right at this moment and going forward for the rest of this issue, it's really setting up like, Oh, they have everybody else has expectations for Hellboy, yeah. And Hellboy's always going to be like, 
nah. As yeah. he says, it, it you also got, like you think it of somebody else. It's like, it also makes it more like it's more accepted by uh, this entire kind of folklorish like crew of like monsters and demons and everything. Like it's not just something Rasputin is saying to fuck with him or something like that. It's like really, it's like, no, all of these demons and creatures know that this is why you were brought forth. And he's like still insisting like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. that's not me. Yeah. And I think this is the first time, if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me or one of our listeners could. This is the first time we hear his true name. I think so. Anung Un Rama. Anung she Un says Rama. It. Yeah. Hellboy. Hellboy. And we see her like emerge. Ooh, it's such a beautiful, like, revealing shot for yeah, her. Yeah. It's cool. With all the like Babylonian statue behind her that. Yeah, man. and all her like kind of familiars and stuff, these like owls and wolves that are back there, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, just stuff that witches like to have around. And yeah. then she's saying like, oh, you know, there's a lot of build up to you and you kind of look like a dud. And he's like, because you got the wrong guy. <laughs> um, His shoulders in this part, in this frame too, and the coloring. God, yeah. It's just the, the contrast of her green and his red and all the lines on his shoulder. Everything is just perfect in that panel. So pretty. Me. Oh, continue. <laughs> yeah, and we got the we got the crackle up there. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, and she's like, she's basically like scolding him, almost like just disappointed in him. Yeah. Um, you know, you're among humans for too long. You turned your back on your own kind, and worse, you're soaked in their blood. Whoa. And yeah, because he's been fighting them for years now. For years, for like sixty years or something yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, just, just like, she's like so sad that he would 60 make years war he would have came his, in the war. When would it be 60 years 50, into the nineties? 50 years, 50 some years. Wow. What yeah. a long time. Sorry. And then, yeah, it's okay. And then she's talking about like all the different creatures that he's like fought against. Um, I love this when he, this, this is like where I love, like, this is like a perfect panel to me because we're getting a lot of the con, like the the dialogue is filling in with a lot of that. What you just said, yeah. But then we get to see her over him, and he's just sort of taking it in. He's he almost looks hypnotized in this, and then behind him, and these are these what I assume are the creatures he's possibly gone up against, yeah. In representation of these, in these like weird, this copper or like these stonic representations of them, yeah. Like another kind of like Sumerian bunch of stat like masks or faces yeah and just like or just like various kind of demons and such yeah demons and gods and then just skulls and everything and he kind of you know how boy's face doesn't look unusual against this backdrop except for the color like the stark color contrast yeah um but yeah the like him looking up at her like that it's like super uh yeah it's like a renaissance painting or something like this composition uh-huh. uh, that he's taking he's like submitting to her and leaning backwards and like she's really overpowering him in this in this uh drawing um yeah and then she's saying remember also that vladimir gerescu was human but now is like my own son 
you sue his father now and be like his father, stay with me. And like, you know, he's like, that's it. I got to go. <laughs> like, yeah. like he was willing. There's a part where you enough. almost feel like he's willing to listen. And then, then he's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. She's like showing you the Gorgon eyes and like, I assume like trying to enthrall him here too, like yeah. trying to kind of like hypnotize him. Sort of like the snake he's from like, Jungle Book. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit like kind of like windy up. Yeah. And then she's like, She's kind of like willing him to stay, but he's like, gotta go. You got the wrong. And then slashes him on the face. We get like those cool slash marks on his, uh, on the side of his head here. And you see like how strong she really is. Um, He gives her a good hit with his, his uh, left hand. And I love what he says here. Lady, I was going to cut you some slack. Because you're a major mythological figure. Yeah. I love the idea of like respecting what you are. Yeah, but being like, like, listen, no, I know you you're, yeah, you're not just some like chump, like some like Kelpie that's sitting at the bottom of a lake somewhere. You're like <laughs> a big deal. You're like one of the big ones. So good. But you've gone nuts, like just punching, punching this woman. <laughs> not woman, like thing, creature. Yeah, she just has. She has parts that we know as woman. Yeah. But man, she's a monster. Yeah, she's bad news. And then he's basically she's telling him, you can't escape your destiny. And he's like, gonna try. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I love that. He's upside down again. Classic Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy getting tousled around, just like thrown about. And, and she, then, yeah. He's hurt her. She's bleeding green. Yeah, or? she's got like all this green blood everywhere. And she's like, she's like, it's too late, basically. Like the the, the wheels are already in motion and everything. Um, where, you know, already the horsemen are here and, you know, you're, you're done. You're done. Yeah. And I love this cause she, she's like describing all the stuff that's like biblical too, mm-hmm. like darkening the sun, turning the moon to blood, put out the stars. And then she's like, and then you and I alone will forever in the dark, will, will forever in the dark, in the dark. And then he's just like, shut up. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> cause you're very, very ugly. All right, Hellboy. <laughs> a little he's cru- trying to dig at it. Yeah, it was, you know, so it's the funny. 90s. I love it. Uh, and you have a giant snake body. <laughs> Stabbing her. It's so good. Uh, it's just like, oh, man. It's just such a, like, it, it just makes so much sense, like, like, when was, like, Buffy made? You know what I mean? Like, when was the original movie like when did that movie I'm going to guess sometime in the 90s. So I mean I'll look it up as you much continue of to it, talk. So much of it is like reminds me of this where it's like these like huge stakes, huge like high stakes kind of like ancient creatures that are going to mm-hmm. come forth and like bring an end to everything and then you have this wise crack in like chosen one sort of figure. Yeah. Um, it was 92, really cool. just Love so you it. know. That was the, the movie. movie. And then the series started in 96. 96. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, I, yeah. And sir, I'm sure like Joss Whedon saw these things too. Oh, I, I would be shocked if he wasn't. Yeah. A I'm fan. sure he's like, yeah. And I love this use of her history mm-hmm. during like after he fights back, then like her going through pain here. And he, um, then he like infuses her little backstory of like, and when her true nature was discovered, she was driven from the temple and out of the gates of the city. Then Doth cursed her so that she was half cha- changed in her shape. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a great placement to use that because now it's just like he were there's no more tempting. Hellboy's just he's set in his ways, and it's just like sort of repeating history for her a little bit. Yeah, like I think I I, I think Mignola gives us gives us this at this point because Hellboy's it, it's in Hellboy's 
mind. He's like conscious and aware of this. Yeah, he you're knows, right. That's a great like, connection. I didn't he's like, have to I put know that, that you're like, you know, you're this big mythological figure. See, so he's aware of her backstory. He yeah. knows her origin and he knows what's going to kill her, the son. So he's like, we're just going to crash through here. And then he's like, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, this is dumb to say. Because she could no longer bear the light of day. I hate to admit this. You just made the surprise make complete sense to me. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know I why. I think that's totally it. Like, I it's think that it's, his, like, it's his knowledge and then going, oh, I know what I can do to you. Yeah, I'm going to Here you go. And that's why it says wall. it ends on that frame of her falling into the sunlight and could no more bear the light of day. Yeah. Oh, Kate, you're so yeah. smart. Oh, like. Oh. And then <laughs> her deteriorating is some of the most, I don't even, I don't even know how to put it into words. How amazing! I think this panel where he's saying "geez" and she's stripping away. Yeah, she's and the like spine of her and everything. Yeah, just like deteriorating. Yeah, deteriorating is like the perfect word for it. Just yes, like, it is. She's like decomposing in- instantly into like a bunch of snakes as and, he's falling through it, and just like scraps of skin and like these weird, cr- creepy tentacly creatures. He's like, "God damn, son of a!" <laughs> and then as the timer going down, yeah, like beep. Beep. An amazing splash page of an explosion. So good. What an explosion. <laughs> Just like ripping this castle apart. Good riddance. Wow. And you're just like, woof. Meanwhile, back at the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense Headquarters. I love all this stuff um, because it's just them trying to get hold of him. Yeah. They touch base with the other team. Yeah, you um, kind of get to see real quick, like, where has Abe oh, been this I whole time? I think I mixed up the names because I think there's this Clark with the badge. I. I feel bad that I can't think of the uh, I the, mean, the guy that died. We don't know him for very long. It's but not I feel like very we had bad. A lot of time I'm gonna flip back just in respect to his death. Yeah. I'm gonna quickly flip back and see if I can. Mr. Waller, Mr. Waller, Mr. Waller. Sorry, Mr. Waller, that I mistaked you for Clark with the uh, Mr. The eye Waller, patch. who is now liquefied. But I love this. They're just trying to get touch base. They're having problems. This is. Where I wanted to bring up my Zinko thing that I think is funny. Yeah. Is because they're trying to, they're like on, they're trying to communicate with their agents. And he's all, as that comes in, they're like, damn, Zinko phones aren't worth connect- connections. Terrible. Can't get a hold of anybody. And I'm like, did you see Hereditary? Yeah. There's a part of me that goes that Zinko, it's, it's interesting that Zinko is being used by our heroes yeah. in a sense. And it's all feels part of like sort of like hereditary how it feels like that movie has even to the point where the big shocking thing that happens in it is hinted at that that's was conjured by the the worshippers of a demon. Yeah. And it feels like because Rasputin is controlling Zinko that everything going wrong with the Zinko is actually Rasputin's doing. That's yeah, what I yeah. I like feel like he's he is, like he's going every product like even it down to Hellboy, they're not gonna be able to connect. Hellboy crashing, it's all because like it's all in Rasputin's like weird. Yeah, plan. he's definitely tried to like orchestrate this whole thing yes. so that all of this would fail. Like everything. Yeah, I don't think it's any kind of coincidence that Mm-mm. all of these things are Zinco products. It's and I think they're and making that they it very suck. clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love that the, the update is. But we just saw a good sized explosion across the way. Could be search area. Area one, and then I love Abe. Abe's like, Hellboy's blowing things up again. Yeah. He's like, I know what that is. <laughs> oh, man. I agree. And then there's like, a sh- they're trying to get a plane out there. Um, Kate is getting really concerned, mm-hmm. saying you should just get a new plane. There's something bad going on over there. 
Yeah, she knows something real bad. Real bad. Yeah, and then we basically, we go to Romania, and we see uh, Rasputin and Ilsa on this hill, um, and, you know, she is still kind of caught up on Gurescu, and he's like, she's like, I love him. He's like, love the dragon, you know, <laughs> love chaos, love me. Like he's trying, he's really trying to be like, you got to focus on the bigger picture here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's like, okay. She's like totally convinced by that. Make me strong. Make me live forever. You will now be brave. And then we see this iron maiden emerge from a hole in the ground. And it's so creepy. And like, Oh, he's, he's like, this moment right here made me go, this is where Guillermo like went, I know what this movie's supposed to look like. With yeah. this emerging from the ground through that weird hole that's out of the earth. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can I feel like Guillermo knew based all of his designs from this On little something section. Like that. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. It's cool. <laughs> An Iron Man. And then it has it comes with a little man named Coco or Cuckoo? Coco? Uh yeah, it's where like does he say that? I think it's a, neck, a page coming up. But they have like a funny little back and forth about Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how's Baba Yaga basically? Like, yeah. so we're we monsters. See, we still chat and yeah. we catch up. Um, so first he's like explaining, uh, look, I have this gift from Baba Yaga. Um, an Iron Maiden, terrible maiden of Jew, favorite torture machine of that long ago Countess Elizabeth Bathory, who I like, I like had sort of known about before. Um uh-huh. Um, cause there's a band called Bathory, like a metal Ooh. band, but it's like, um, uh, I believe like a Hungarian noble woman who would like, it gets compared a lot to Vlad the Impaler. Uh-huh. So she's like, would take servant girls at first and like kill them and torture them and stuff like that and take their Ooh. blood and bathe in it to try to live longer and be youthful and beautiful forever. Oh, wow. And she's like estimated to have killed like hundreds of girls like hundreds of women yeah or like because there was a party and she was like i want to just like torture girl like that's how i get down that's how i party and it's really gross yeah and she liked that's what this is from yeah so like that's the implication is like this would um like you would bleed like when the blood comes out of the bottom of this thing like it's being collected by like bathory to bathe in it Oh, and he kind of explains it a little bit here, too. Yeah, he totally explains yeah. it. It's great. Warm iron pots and a tub for the ladies bathing. Um, yeah, so gross. It's so gross. And as you walk through this part with the Iron Maiden, I had a flash to remember because Wake the Devil weirdly was a story that I somehow skipped. Yeah. I read like so far into Hellboy. I think I mentioned this in our first episode, but or maybe I didn't. It was off mic with you, but like I read so much. And then I realized, oh, I have a trade missing one day. And it was Wake the Devil. Went and picked it up, read it. But this whole Iron Maiden part is so disturbing to me. It's He just hits, I don't know how he hits it. It's just her willing, you can feel even almost a hesitation, but his ability, I think, is a part of it to get her to do it is terrifying yeah, on top of he's, convincing. he's just so manipulative and then visually it's just terrifying it's like just a most terrifying you know and it's like i was saying before like it's um off mic i was saying it's claustrophobia and getting stabbed yeah. so it's like oh. it's real bad it's real real bad um and he's like yeah how's uh how is baba yaga by the way 
And yeah, she's not so good. She got she got hit in the eye by Hellboy a few years ago, and now she only exists in this other plane of existence, not here anymore. And her chicken leg house isn't there either because the house goes where she goes. Yeah. Now I understand why. I thought it was just some bone house, but it's walking around. Yeah, it walks, baby. Um, yeah. And then Elsa, like me, I don't understand any of this. But I love that. But that's, <laughs> yeah. again, terrifying to me that she's literally going, I don't understand she's what's like, going what on. Is but you're for? still being led by him. Yeah. By Rasputin. Oh. And he's basically saying, like, you have to go in there and you have to you have to die. In order to be reborn, um, uh, I died a li- little in the Neva River, and the dragon waits for us just outside of the threshold of human life. Go embrace him there. And she yeah. like sheds a tear, but then she does like willingly go in and she says, you know, for you, master, only for you, clang. And then we. That is a perfect progression, those three pat. Like that is just, it, it sends chills that the progression of those three panels. Yeah. That clang is so heavy. Her like backing into it. And then, yeah, the thickness of the like walls of this Iron Maiden. And yeah, when it clangs shut, it's just like, ugh, you can. And then the blood instantly pouring out. So much. Just completely pierced. See how the dragon is coming. And then the thing like sheds a tear of blood. And he's so like, and I think on top of the, it's the, we've seen Rasputin like overly boisterous. And and uh, yelling at Hellboy and such, and, yeah. But his reverence with this horrific act right here, and just how like the, and it's the use of the tech, like the the letter, the lettering is so good in these issues because yeah, he just simply just says it so calmly. See how the the dragon is coming, and then his hand gently touches the Iron Man. Yeah, and look, it's similar. I don't know if it's a complete. But it's the eye, her tear. Oh, nice. Here. Yeah. And the, he's just, showing me the library edition where it's like on the pages facing each other, you see Ilsa's tear sh- uh, being shed before she goes in. And then you see the Iron Maiden shedding the tear of blood oh. after she's gone in. That's really neat. Yeah. It's like a cool thing of like, oh, you thought about that. Yeah. Mignola, you <laughs> oh, that was about planned, that. huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then, yeah, then they. You continue. You can continue. Sorry. Oh yeah. So like he's just asking again about Baba Yaga. Um, she'll be happy to hear that. Basically, we're gonna kill Hellboy tonight. Um, but you be careful out there, Gregory. Too many humans. Yeah. And then the that little creature is gone. Too many humans. Not for much longer. Yeah, I love. So like really ominous. Ominous know? and such a simple page. Yeah. That leaves you just hanging with that. With what you just went through. Yeah. Ugh. And at the bottom of that page, you have that big weight of that hill with the blood sacrificed on it and the smoke rising in the distance. And it's really neat. Yeah. And it's a great for the eye and getting us, keeping us spatially. We know where exactly where we are. Yeah. Cause you go from that sacrifice just off the smoke to our next page and it yeah. leads us right where our castle has been blown yeah, up. Back to Castle Gear Rescue. Um, where the villagers have, have dug up Hellboy from the rubble. Um, and, yeah, they're basically saying, like... They're being controlled, clearly. Yeah, you see the 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 silhouette of these birds right behind them. Um, so yeah, they're just pulling his body out. Then back in Norway, um, we see just, like, kind of ex- the... You know, these old college buddies catching up, <laughs> essentially. 
Like we see. Um, Before uh, I want to go back real quick. Sorry. I love when they pull him up and he's just stiff. It's insane. Hellboy is just like almost stone right now. So yeah. Like, what is going on? But it's such a funny little frame panel at the top there before we cut to Norway where they're like, oh, he's heavy, he's stiff. Is he going to fit in the car? And then there's yeah. like, we'll just put him on the top like a mattress. Right, yeah. Like a big old mattress. I got some bungee cords. It's so crazy. It's good. <laughs> but you continue, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, that's okay. We got just like, Carl's basically breaking it down for uh, Von Klemt saying, you know, Rasputin will bringing the beast back and then and he's the like army we're gonna it's like, use dragon like why do you want to end this whole world when we could with any number of our freaky nazi experiments be the masters of this world yeah and he's saying we it's all manpower that has stopped us from taking over yeah we have now this zombie army you just created why use it for that yeah so he's like talking these like treacherous kind of treasonous things and then we see leopold kind of come emerge from the shadows that's enough rasputin is our master leopold carl rasputin is master death for you and like hits it with a giant wrench hitting this jar with a giant wrench just i just have to say that wrench, wrench It's so big. Have you ever seen... It's a big old wrench. Have you ever seen that animation of... uh, I just forgot about that, where the guy's like, my spoon is too big. Of salad fingers? No, no, it's not salad fingers. I have to stand up real quick and walk away from my mic. Oh, I see. Don Hertzfeld? Yes, 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 yes. It literally, that, that... I just it just oh you reading. own it yeah I love oh, well, you Don own Hertz a beautiful felt. day that's cool uh, it's actually has a bunch of the stuff on it it's just World of out. Tomorrow I saw at the New Beverly Cinema they had like all of the Oscar nominated shorts animated oh, shorts that's so good. um from a couple years ago yeah and oh it's so good it's really good why I brought Don Hertzfeld up is that that wrench is so big that it reminds me of the bit in one of his rejected where it has a guy holding a giant spoon he's like my spoon it's too bad. I forgot about that. So I just that, picture, dude. I literally just picture um, Leopold going, My ranch is too big. My ranch is too, too big. But I wish I had <laughs> so good. Dumb reference. No, I love that reference. <laughs> I wish it, I, I'm, I'm glad it got explained because I like it's not like in the forefront of my brain right now. But I'm, yeah, thank you for that, dude. And then, yeah. Great. He's just um, getting, he's just smashing this, uh, you know, this jar. Yeah, Leopold, nice. stop. We're only discussing die monster. He's going to kill it. Like, you know, just this big fracas is going on now. Carl's trying to get in the way, fighting with Leopold. And, you know, we already know that Carl failed this guy before. So he feels responsible for him. Yeah. He's like, he's a genius. So he's like, you can't hurt him. And what does he do? He goes ahead and stabs. Leopold just and it seems like out of impulse of just just out of protection at this point he's like like clearly he's been like he went through so much trouble to get this jar his his buddy back and so yeah out of like kind of self-defense out of like this like crime of passion he stabs Leopold and he's like oh what have I master like this from far away yeah who do you real quick go back to the 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 cool panel where um leopold is bleeding on the floor presumably dead Mm -hmm. and and we see carl regretfully uh, drop his knife do you think that's zinko hold in the back i guess so because you don't see him through the scene and then i think it's the coat too that's what gives her 
but it's it like, must be yeah he must have like come, come maybe him. heard the the tussle or something yeah. and he's coming over there um and then we go back to Romania where we have the Iron Maiden with Rasputin in the front and he's got Hellboy shackled to this post I love um, cutting back on the top of this page immediately just to a close up of Rasputin with that flame coming from his chest the yeah. Iron Maiden right behind him and simply just saying Hellboy yeah it's a great like return to this sweet uh go on no yeah it's cool and then like yeah so he's like kind of giving hellboy you know his his uh his evil guy speech but it's almost here. calmer now yeah it's he's, almost he's like he's okay a different that level the events of seed of destruction have almost empowered him even more now yeah he's, he's a little so more calm. confident he's not like so boastful um he's like saying basically like we don't need you anymore like i i wanted your death but now it now that it is at hand there's no joy in it for me mm-hmm. although he there probably is he's like still talking a lot of shit for sure um, this part is so cool i thought like now it is the cold nature of the universe that your demands uh, uh of the universe that demands your end you had a glorious purpose but when you denied it you forced me to create your replacement now you have no purpose at all and nature hates a purposeless thing. And it's like so eerie. And so, yeah, you assume like Ilsa will be the replacement. You see the yeah, Iron Maiden, I mean, it's, it's says that. definitely hinting at that. For sure. And then he talks about Liz. Like he, I guess he saw, you know, he's kind of like pre- omnipresent. He can like see everything that's occurring around this event. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Elizabeth Sherman knows, you know, only hours ago she hoped to escape from herself, try to rid herself of her living gift. She and others suffered for it. So, like, he knows this, like, little episode that happened with Liz. Whether she was compelled, like, I, I don't know if she's, like, just enamored by this idea of, like, l- releasing her power, maybe. Yeah. Like, she just talked about how her power basically is overwhelming and she couldn't control it and she can kind of barely control it now. So maybe it was just too tempting, the idea of, like, releasing some of that power into something else. Yeah, and it seems like that if if we're in as we've implied earlier that Raspian's really behind everything that's occurring. Yeah, it's maybe like he, he has plays he like plays it. yeah, he led them to that. Yeah, he like knows that that temptation would be too strong and that she you know like this is all his like machinations that like are making all of these horrible things happen. Yeah. Um, and then you see like Hellboy getting pissed off as soon as she, he mentions Liz, like and before he could without like, even dialogue. Cause we're yeah. used to, we're used to Hellboy like saying a smart ass remark, but he speaks nothing in this. He's so worn down from explosion. Yeah. He's just day. like so beat up, but you can see in his eyes, like, and his body God, looks like so tense. tense. Yeah. yeah. And he's like flexing his, mu- like his, his whole body feels like it's just like, he could flip this post out of the ground yeah, and, and he kill just wants to kick the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's like saying your path ends here. Goodbye. And just like kind of abandons him and leaves him on this like crossroads. I love this last. What a strong end. We've gone through so much in these last four issues. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, and you literally end on a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And again, I just want to read it. I think this is Mignola really solidifying what Hellboy is going to be from here going forward. And I think yeah. what a better way to do is put him on an actual crossroads and have to make a decision about what he'll be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I think Seed of Destruction 
from what we knew was leading up him to not know about his past. He just thought, I'm this thing. I do what I do. Yeah. And then that, by the end of that, he was been told, no, you have something else. He sort of denied it in yeah. Wolves of, not Wolves of August, in uh, the chain cough. And he sort of, as he said, he's like, I've just ignored it. Yeah. This thing has now come to come to. I mean, everybody's confronting him. Yeah. Everybody's like, but then, but now even Rasputin is like, well, I don't, I don't even I don't need, need you for you. that. Yeah. Like all of this, you know, all of this thing that you've been like so tortured over. It's, I don't even care about it anymore. Like, and he's, it's like, what, what is Which I do? think is just more manipulation though from Rasputin. I don't even know. If Probably. He, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll find out next episode when we jump yeah. into chapter five, but it's like, it feels like manipulation or like, what's that term when you're like, you do the thing like a parent reverse psychology. It feels yeah, like yeah. he's trying to pull some reverse psychology. He's on doing Hellboy. some passive aggressive. Yeah, he's uh, like, oh, I don't need you now. Yeah. I have another one. That's but okay. Man, but, uh, Thanks for nothing. <laughs> it's like you're an idiot. Rasputin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rasputin, you're dumb. Well, that is that is the end for us on yeah. the crossroads with with Hellboy. We end. Um, any final um, thoughts or final panels or dialogue that you want to just quickly point out? Not quickly, but just point out. I mean, yeah, his like bird food line, I think, is so funny. Um, yeah, you pointed that out right there's away. There's a lot of great comedy in. Especially with such a dark. This was a dark one. A lot of bad right. stuff goes down. Like people died, and you know. Yeah, Rasputin's like Rasputin's getting closer and closer to unleashing this dragon, and and I keep comparing it to Sea to Discern because it's the if if we are going chronologically, this is the second large storyline that we've ever hit on Hellboy. Yeah, in the in the. And you're right. I think in contrast to even Seed of Destruction, bad things happened. But as you just said, people have died. Lives are getting ruined through this throughout this issue. Yeah. Liz has just given what's in it is she's given away her power. Yeah. She like things tried to. She's like, she's in a bad way. She's like over it. She's yeah. done being like used by these other people. And like there's so much you can construe from Liz without her really telling you too much. Like just her actions of trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, even though it's like clearly something bad, it's just too tempting for her. Yeah. This was a grim one. These last two were pretty grim. Yeah. It's they're heavy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my big thing is I just, the design of the, uh, um, how do you say her name? Hectic. Uh, Hecate? Hecate. Why can't I say words? I don't uh, know. Hecate. That one. That one Hecate. Her disintegration in and into the squid uh, snakes is just beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's just really beautifully good. designed. Just and, like this, you know, all the little ribs on the snake skeleton. Yeah. That explosion looks great. Um, Rasputin looks cool this whole time. I love. I mean, I can only keep going back to the Iron Maiden sequence. I mean, it was so really recent, but eerie. it's just so. Perfectly airy and haunting. Yeah, entire sequence. Just like willingly going into one of them is yeah. the, that idea is really crazy. Cool. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. I can't wait to see how this how this um, wraps up in yeah. chapter five. But that won't be until next episode. Any yeah. other things before we move on? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Well, I guess like that's your favorite part. The I mean, stuff. I don't know. I don't know if that's my favorite. Do you have a favorite part. bit of dialogue or anything? Uh, I think I did have one. 
I think it's a. I think it's what I read already. Was lady, I was gonna cut you some slack because you're a major mythological figure. Yeah, I just like his acknowledgement. That's very. I would. I would honestly say that's teetering towards Stan Lee. It's a little silly. Yeah, it's a little it's like, silly, and I like it. Yeah, in a great way. Because <laughs> it's it's not like it's not just out of the it's not like out of nowhere. It's like no, this is he would be. We've already established even in this issue yeah. that he's fully aware of her not of of her. Yeah. So it's like. But it's very silly and great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, I love it. Um, that would definitely be it. I love it. It's great. I can't. I honestly cannot. Returning to this and to see where this goes is going to be wonderful. Yeah, because I'm agreed. like I. I honestly can't even remember how this one closes out, and which is the fun of it. Yeah, dude. We'd love to hear from you, um, as we had earlier, Jonathan uh, Kreitz and um, Alex, who we've heard. We'd love to hear from more yeah, of you. Yeah, guys. Thanks for reaching out. Um, again, you can. You could definitely um, email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. Um, and then before we close out into our last final segments, I have a, I'm introducing a new segment called More Mignola. More Mignola. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, I just wanted that they, they just announced, they started previewing pictures of Mignola. And let me look up the writer's name, but it's uh, Mignola's... They apparently were going to do a Mignola adaptation of of the 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. Oh, this looks great. So they were doing a comic book adaptation of the movie, and now it's finally getting released. And just, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I think it's a little flawed. It's a, a little, little silly. Yeah, it's, it's, there's some silliness. But these drawings but, are sick, dude. Yeah, this, this so cover cool. and the character slash page of all of them. Even the first images of the history of Dracula, it looks amazing. Yeah. This, this is at, really um, if you cool. guys can look it up on flickeringmyth.com is where I'm pulling it up. I bet there's other postings at other places, but they're gorgeous. It looks like a, wow. it's going to be a great raid. Yeah. And with it, with Mignola's art, it's going to be awesome. And it, the writers are Thomas and Nyberg, but I'm not, uh, I need to look up more to figure out who they, um, oh, down here. So it says, let me see. I'm sorry. Just a little bit of delay just because I wanted to see if I had any of those credits readily available, but I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> this article is all praising Min- Min- Mignola and not the others. But yeah. They probably need the praise as well. But yeah, I think that just looks cool. So if yeah. you want more Mignola, there's plenty out there and that's one bit of it that's coming Sweet. soon. Uh, that will be great. It's going to be... It comes out on August 22nd. So actually, it's out right now. It's... $30 probably for the whole movie though. It's like one big trade. Cool. That's badass. Yeah. Very pretty. Oh, that's a bargain. This it probably awesome. is for a full movie script yeah. into a comic book. I only have, I only have a couple of those. I have a Noah and a fountain. They oh. were both trans. They were both adapted into comic books. Cool. And I like both of them. Sweet. Uh, great. As we read this, any suggestions or anything to for, read, watch, or see? Yeah, for um, our listeners. Oh, you know what? I finally like. I never really watched all of the Universal monster movies, and I started like the watching, classics. Yeah, and so I finally watched the original, like Frankenstein, um, and it was so cool. It was so awesome. Like, um, it struck me like it made me think of Hellboy too, because there are so many shots with just these super dramatic like like the lighting is so incredibly dramatic mm-hmm. and um like the castle is so imposing and really neat um yeah it was just a, 
and just like well acted. Like when you think about like the other movies that must have been coming out at the time, this must have made them look like a fucking joke. Like there's like <laughs> it's such a cool movie. I've never seen it, and I need to see it. It's great. It was um, it's it was like a few bucks on Amazon. I don't know why I just like got on this kick. I was like, I've just never seen these, and I really got to check them out. So I still have to do like all the rest of the classic ones. But so far, Frankenstein is awesome, and I love it. It just made me want to watch Young. Fr- I feel like every reference. That's what is I was going to say. Frankenstein. You're going to reference Frankenstein. I was going to be in my suggestion because I didn't have any while reading this. Yeah, I think I just nothing sparked because this issue just lives on its own. Yeah. Uh, or these pages that. And um, was I was going to suggest, since you're suggesting the real Frankenstein, I'm going to suggest Young Frankenstein because... Watch both, man. Do you know the equipment, this the set, that in Young Frankenstein is the exact same set in the original No way, that's awesome. Yep, they got all the, all the equipment is all the same props and set. You know what I also heard is that my friend Luke was telling me um, that the sets for the original Dracula, uh, like they shot the English version during the day. And then at night they had a Spanish language version. Yeah. For, they like, used to do that Mexican for a lot of movies. Company. So cool. Like I yeah. want to see both for sure. I bet you, I bet you if you did a search, you could find it. I That's bet. Yeah. Be I'm there, sure. Right? I'm sure I could get it Unless somewhere. It was, I mean, a lot of film was lost, but, or has been lost. I don't know, man. Something like that, search. like some classic thing like that. I bet somebody, you know, somebody's got it in a, in a garage and they've like remastered it for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, there you go, guys go watch Frankenstein. Go watch and the universal monster movies. Yeah. That, that great choice. Cool. Um, you can follow us and reach out to us as well on Instagram at aw crap, a Hellboy podcast, Twitter at aw crap, Hellboy, And please, um, subscribe, rate and review, go on to iTunes or wherever you podcast, leave some reviews, rate us. That will bring more listeners to the podcast. That's it. We'll be back next episode um, to discuss the final chapter of Wake the Devil. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. I'm Jessica Jarden. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. We're the hosts of Kardashian It, a podcast about all things Kardashian here on Campfire Media. The first family of Calabasas is back with season 15 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We're recapping episodes each week and covering a never-ending news cycle of the rapidly expanding Kardashian universe. Which includes crossovers with your favorite rap and sports stars. And this season we can expect family drama, secret pregnancies, the Chloe Tristan cheating scandal, and cover-up. And let us not forget Kanye's pre-album drop meltdown or Kim's new Trump allegiance. Hey, even if you aren't a fan of this family, their reach stretches to so many areas of pop culture, you're not going to want to miss our examination of the ultimate celebrity phenomenon. So check out Kardashian It, a podcast about all things Kardashian. And remember, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Kardashian It on Campfire Media. Campfire.